Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. I am your host, Joseph Martin. This is podcast number 87, and with me today, we have Alex Jedrzak and Diana Gray. Everybody introduce yourselves. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex the Jedi Jedrzak. I am, in fact, here on the podcast, but I am no longer podcast commander. That's now Joe's job. I am only the editor-in-chief of the entire game called Done Night Gaming outside the mainstream actual internet website. Are you done? Yeah, I think I'm done. Okay. Hey, everyone. I am Diana Gray, resident fangirl of GameCola.net, very lazy editor, and currently I'm playing dating sims, so everyone ignore me. Carry on. It's because it's you say Alex the Jetty Jetters, and you, you would say when you introduce the podcast, like, greetings, everyone, it's Alex Jetty Jetterzak, and it's like, hello, I'm Joseph Martin. <laughs> you could say Joe. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, I don't really... I'm Joseph, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, that sounds stupid. And I I usually, like, if someone asks me what my name is, I say Joseph. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't reject people calling me Joe, but I don't tell people to call me that. Hmm. I say, my name is Joseph. If you want to call me Joe, that's your prerogative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's see. We could go with an old classic of what is everyone up to with their video games these days. I've been working a lot, so I haven't really had a lot of time to play video games. I've also been working, but I have been playing a lot of dating sims on my phone. If anyone wants a full list, hit me up in the comments. I got you. So many good ones. And uh, I've also been spending some serious time with Story of Seasons now that I actually have time to sit down and play it. Because I got it a while ago, and I was like, oh man, I'm going to be like the best farmer ever. Like I'm going to nail this, because I never got into Harvest Moon as a kid. And then, then I got Xenoblade Chronicles 3DS, and that kind of went down the drain. So now that I'm done with Xenoblade 100%, I can start playing this again. And it's actually really fun. And uh, my goal is to drive all these other farmers bankrupt by the end of the fifth year. <laughs> there can only be one, and that one is going to be me. I am the best farmer, and I'm going to date all of the men. In the <laughs> it's like the Highlander, except there can be only one, but you, you're just higher up on your land. And that's why actually, you're the I, my farm is kind of called. I actually, I think my, the area that my farm is in is called the Highlands Farm area, so it works. <laughs> there can be only one. I've been working my way through the the Steam games that I bought for the summer sale. Ooh, still gotta do that. <clears throat> so, uh, I played through VVV. Wait, VVV, VV, V. Yeah, yeah six six Vs. Six. Yeah, I always have to count it out because you get to, like, the third V and you're like, I don't know how many Vs I've well, said. Well, see, okay, you, you just break it into two, so it's V, 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 V. Oh, but it feels like you should say V, 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 V. Wait, I don't even know if I did that right. Yeah, that, that, I was counting on my finger. V, 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 It feels like it should flow. Because if you call it V, 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 then it sounds like there's a space there, but there isn't. Like a comma? You could also just call it W, W, W. Just like it, it's like VVV colon VVV. Yes. VVV two VVV. Yeah. VVV I I So I played it, and it it was fun, but it also you know, and it was I mean I got it for like a dollar, so it's not really a complaint. But it was mm-hmm. it was shorter. I knew it was short, but it was still shorter than I expected. Really. I think part of it was that I played the demo a while before. And the demo lets you get through, like, a significant chunk of the game. 
Mm. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, there's also like hunting down all of the like little secret things. Or but whatever. I did that. Oh. <laughs> Even the it's super hard one. Yeah. Isn't no, that I, one that's like really difficult. Yeah, I did that. I did that. I don't remember how long it took me, but I did it. I think it took me like a good half hour. Wow. Just constant doing it. But I mean, I found all of them. I got the secret area, and it took me about three hours. Hmm. Oh, it was funny because because the lat I was like I spent a lot of time searching for the last one, and then I went back to the um the chamber with all of them where they because it shows you all the ones that you have in this little part of your ship. I was gonna go back and see okay maybe if I can figure out where it is like where the hole is oh. in my in my um inventory of them, then I can kind of get an idea of where it might be in the level. Mm-hmm. And then I walked in, and a character was like, this is where we keep all the hidden secret things that you find. Here, I'll give you one now to start you off. Oh. <laughs> wow. And that was the last one. That's funny. That is actually funny. Yeah. But I liked it. It was fun. But it was just, it's just short. It's just, it's it was just short. Because yeah. it, it was three hours. Well, I mean, three hours for a dollar. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for, I mean, for a dollar, it was well worth it it was probably still more than worth it but i don't know i i don't remember how much it is i think it var depending on where you get it it varies in price and so it was I, I wasn't like upset oh. about it it was just like at the end i was like wow i thought i was gonna have a little bit more time on this but i think it's also i think it's really the kind of game that you're supposed to play over and over again yeah. and try to get better and faster and die less at it right now it's five dollars okay that's reasonable if it was like ten or fifteen, I'd be like, mm, "That's a little expensive." So that was one of the things I did. And then right now, I'm working through Shovel Knight. Oh yeah. I'm more than halfway through, which I know because I got the achievement for getting halfway through, and that's been fun. I've been trying to because com- everyone always compares Shovel Knight to Mega Man. Oh yeah. How do you? You were talking about that last time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to feel out how much of that is true. There are definitely parts that are. It's not. In terms of how you play it, it's not very Mega Man in the sense that, you know, Mega Man is about your main attacking thing is shooting people or robots. And so, like, you know, the idea that most of the time you spend dodging things and keeping your distance and attacking from a distance and trying to get to enemies before they get to you and stuff like that. But Shovel Knight is much more you have to go and take enemies out that are in your way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's different because, you know, you have to hit them with your shovel and you have to get up right next to them. And if you were to try to do that, the only way you could do something like that in Mega Man is if you, like, played only with topspin. <laughs> so you <laughs> you can't play it like Mega Man in that sense. But, I mean, obviously certain bosses, certain bosses feel very Mega Man. Certain bosses do not feel Mega Man at all. Like, one of the early ones, not the first one necessarily... First one feels more like a Breakman fight from Mega Man 3, but um, King Knight, I think he feels pretty Mega Man. But then there's another one, Shade Knight or something, I don't know, he's like the Grim Reaper boss. And he like teleports around and he's got all these platforms and he summons enemies for you to fight and it just didn't... That one, I mean, and it's not, it's a good fight, I liked it a lot, but it's not... And people were just saying like, oh yeah, all the boss fights are like Mega Man and you have to recognize patterns. It's like, it's that's just a boss thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. Like there are things Basically. where I can't say no, Mega Man didn't do that, but it's like, it's, lots, could, it's not unique to Mega Man. 
Yeah, you could say that of like Bowser in the original mm-hmm. yeah, Super definitely. Mario Bros. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, well, like I didn't realize are all the bosses named something Knight? Yes, that is that is very Mega Man esque. Yeah, I feel like that's <laughs> why people say like there's pixelation. Everything is named something thing. Like yeah, oh, yeah. that would make sense to me. I'd probably say the same thing. <laughs> I tend to classify things. But like you know, and you play. You get extra stuff that would be like getting extra weapons in Mega Man. But you don't get it necessarily by beating a level and then, oh, you unlock this thing because you beat this level. It's you beat a level, so now you have money, which you can use to purchase things. And you can choose what order you purchase things. You can choose what you prioritize. But it doesn't have anything to do with the... The only thing that would happen is if you played one level first, you would have less equipment to face it. But yeah. you could play the first level over and over and over again and have all you know, have all the equipment that's available at that stage in the game. Yeah, but it's not like you get the thing from the guy that you just yeah. killed. Again, that's not bad, but it's Yeah, it's not Mega Man is the thing. Yeah. And that's it's a different it's different because you can do it different ways, but there's nothing like stopping you sometimes. Like I have yeah. money, why don't I just buy the thing? But it's a lot of I mean it's a lot of fun. It sounds like I'm complaining, but it's just I. Everyone keeps calling things the next Mega Man, <laughs> and I'm like, don't call everything the next Mega Man. What did happen with uh, Mighty Number no. Nine? Oh, there's a whole thing about it. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um, so it got delayed once, which some people get confused because I, I, every once in a while, people say it's been delayed so many times, and I think it's actually only been delayed once. Okay. And it's like an understandable thing, like whatever. But there's also been, he, they've come out and said that they're going to make a TV show out of it. What? And the game hasn't even come out yet. And then... As um, long as it's better than the, like, 90s Mega Man cartoon. Uh, excuse me. Uh-oh. Excuse That's me. the wrong cartoon show. <laughs> What? Oh my god. Excuse yeah. me, princess. I was thinking of that, but then you said wrong cartoon. I wasn't going to, I didn't end up finishing yeah. it. Yeah, um, but that's why. The, yeah. the, the, the Mega Man cartoon was good for what it was. <laughs> I, I mean, it got, okay, it got really bad, like, after the first, I think in the second season, they ran out of, they didn't run out of Robot Masters, they just stopped using new ones for a while. Okay. They didn't have a new one. Like, in the first season, there was a new one every episode. And then mm-hmm. Cutman and Gutsman were yeah. always there. Yeah. And then maybe and maybe another one would, like, Snake Man came into more than one episode. But then at the second season, there were, like, four. It was Cutman, Gutsman, um, I think Alekman and Fireman. Or maybe Alekman and Bombman or Fireman and Bombman. Something like that. And there was a string of episodes where it was just them, and you didn't get any new ones. And that was kind of lame. And then the animation budget took, like, a really big drop <laughs> at the end. But it was fun. I like it. And, like, they couldn't have... They had to change it so that it was... They had, there were certain things that they changed that I really think was good to change. Because it was, like, with the Mega Man movie, or any Mega Man, like, this is how... This, this is the story of Mega Man. <laughs> like, they have to choose an order for the bosses to be fought in. Mm. But it's like, that's not going to necessarily match up with everyone else's order. Because there are a couple good starting points in any Mega Man game. And it's just, and it's just, oh, you used the weapon that he just got to defeat this guy. 
and then you use the weapon that he just got to defeat that guy. Like, narratively, it's kind of boring. So that was a lot more fun to just have them show up and then fight them, like, whenever. And not necessarily just, I'm going to use the weakness MacGuffin to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, the, yeah, I don't know about the TV show. So that's a whole thing. But that's, like, a what? that's whatever. Like, if that's bad, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but then... Comcept, which is the company that is was the company that was founded that got all the Kickstarter money to make Mighty Number no. Nine. They launched another Kickstarter recently for Red Ash, which is supposed to be like Mega Man Legends. Hmm. To the point where it is the same sort of this is like the characters are named you know how in Mega Man Legends there was still a Mega Man, there was still a role. There was a Dr. Light-ish character, though his name wasn't Dr. Light. In yeah. this game, the there's a character named Beck. There's a character named Call, which are the role in Mega Man of Mighty Number no. 9. There's a older scientist-y guy. So it's, it's sort of playing with that same... I don't know if they've officially said, like, it's the same thing, where it's like the timeline, several years in the future. Hmm. Or, like, thousands of years in the future, in Mega Man Legends' case. <laughs> But oh, yeah. they've they've basically the point is is that they've done this new Kickstarter, but they haven't given out they haven't released the first game Kickstarter that they did that they yeah. asked money for, and the the stuff that you know Mighty Number no. Nine like they had a ton of stuff they had some gameplay they had like all the character art or not all of it but a lot of the character art yeah just done it was it looked pretty it was pretty much like. They've done the basic thing. Now they just gotta kind of finish it. With this, there's just there's just concept art, mm-hmm. and there's no there's no there's not even a discussion of how the gameplay is gonna work. Except it'll be like Mega Man Legends, which is that's yeah. incredibly dubious. Well, also like was Mega Man Legends really that popular? Well, everyone's really everyone got kind of on a Mega Man Legends kick because when Com when Com capped. Capcom, Capcom canceled Mega Man Legends 3. That was one of the first things was like, all right, Capcom, we're mad because of how you're true to Mega Man. Um, so there's sort of like a bitterness, stick it to Capcom in there. But it's just the – like Mighty Number no. 9 is releasing like really soon after the – kickstarter for red ash finishes and that's just that's suspicious it's just suspicious and concerning it's like wouldn't wouldn't it be wouldn't you get more money if people trusted you to make a good game because you already released a good game yeah you would think that and if they're not doing that then what does that say about their confidence and how much Mighty Number no. Nine is going to give them popularity, and it kind of sounds and like with the TV show where he went and got outside funding and pitched for the TV show, and now that's the thing. People are worried that they're just using Kickstarter to get as much money as they can, and then they're just going to be a regular company and just do whatever they want. Yeah, and they're just trying to get that last. Hey, you guys like Mega Man Legends Three? Give us some money for that. Yeah, and we'll like... do a thing like it. I've seen that. I forgot who it was, but like somebody a little while ago, like it was a major company basically, 
And they're like, yeah, we're going to kickstart this game. It's like, guys, I don't think you realize what Kickstarter is for. It's not to fund. And like, I mean, I get that it kind of is a good way of proving that people want the game that you're trying to make. And I think like people mistook what their intentions were. But at the same time, like Kickstarter is supposed to be about funding things that wouldn't otherwise get funded. Uh, I mean, a perfect example of that would be, I mean, maybe not that exactly, but a perfect example would be the Castlevania game. Like, yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. I know I backed that. Which one is that? The Bloodstained Ritual of the Night Kickstarter. Okay. It was insane. Like, did you, they raised so much money because everyone who played those games when they were younger came and had been missing them for all these all this time came together and was like, we want another one. So basically we threw money at our screens until they took it. And they raised like so much money. I, I watched the closing stream because one of my favorite video game shows actually, they flew them to Japan so they could host it because they featured it on their show. And they, it was insane how much money they raised and how much hype they've generated for this game. And it's still not coming out for like two years because now they have to go make it because they promised to add all this extra stuff because of all the money they raised. But I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of, it was an inspiring thing. It tells what you can do when the gamers come together. That's another thing that people who have been talking about it, ha- people who have been talking about this sort of thing have been worried is that there's a, a sort of Kickstarter fatigue where people, yes. everyone's like, yeah, this game, we're going to fund it and it's going to be made. And then there's like a two-year period where they you know, make the game. And that's if you just keep if you keep the game in the spotlight the whole time, then, you know, once that once it comes out, you know, it's really hard to get that sort of same attention for the actual purchasing of the game because everyone's heard about it. It's just sort of this thing that's been around. And some people have been saying that maybe the best thing to do is actually to kind of once you do it, not completely disappear, but (laughs) sort of like keep new information sort of limited to yeah, a certain so, respect because otherwise people are going to be like oh yeah you know this game is a thing and it's still going and it's sort you sort of you know gloss over any news about it because you always see news about it that was something that kind of happened with mighty number no. nine was like mighty number no. nine is gonna have a thing in it Mighty number nine is gonna have a thing in it yeah it's i just, have um like there's three games that i kick-started Temporis, was it Hyperlight Drifter, and uh, River City, what is it called? I don't even remember now. River City Underground? Is that what it was? Yeah, I'm going to check my Kickstarter and see what I find. Um, yeah, River City Ransom Underground. It's been so long now. Wow, it's been two years, like almost a full two years at this point of having kickstarted that game and like it's still not out which like i understand it takes a long time to create the game and i'm still you know excited about it but i don't know like it's difficult to want to kickstart more games when it's like oh boy get to wait and hopefully the game will be finished sometime Mm -hmm. and i can understand that like a lot of people like everyone got really excited about kickstarter for a while and like you were saying, people are now realizing, now that they've had to wait a year or two or three, that they're like, eh, maybe I shouldn't kickstart this. Or maybe just in general, like, people have spent enough money on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Let's see, what have I backed? So much that you can uh, 
invest in. You know, it, in a certain respect, it's made me more thankful that video game companies like Nintendo, for example, don't tell us when they start working on the new yeah. Legend of Zelda or whatever. Like They only tell you about it when mm. either it's been a really long time since they've talked about Zelda, and so they're like, yes, we're still, we're still working on Zelda. Here's the sort of basic thing, which is what they've kind of done recently. But yeah. usually, you know, when the game, they're like, this game's going to come out in six months. Here it is. It's pretty much finished. Yeah. Like, they don't announce it until it's almost done. <laughs> and so okay. your hype can carry over. Speaking of the new Zelda, kind of a segue, I don't... Yeah. I'm sure you guys talked about this on the E3 podcast, but I don't think I listened to that one either. So I want to know what you think. I personally, I watched the whole Nintendo show while I was at work. I turned it on on my phone. And uh, I just thought it was strange that I feel like everyone was really disappointed with Nintendo this year. And I can see why in certain respects. But I feel like the Zelda game that they announced got a lot of negative stuff that it probably wouldn't have if they hadn't I'm trying to figure out how to say this so it makes sense everyone knows about Zelda U and everyone was expecting to see something from it this year and then when they when it was denied and then they showed this I feel like it was it would it was more of a letdown than it would have been if they just hadn't said anything at all and just showed this new game yeah if that makes sense, I wanted to know what you thought of that because I I know I felt that way. You're like t- I want I don't even have a Wii U and I want Zelda U. <laughs> you're talking about specifically which game? The uh oh god, what's it? The called? three player one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just kind of strange to begin with. You never hear we, of a three player game. We yeah. talked about. Did um, you? What did you say? Because we, we I, I think we were all we all seemed pretty like I'm excited for it, it and I will probably get it. To be fair. But I, I feel like it. it got a lot more negativity than it would have if they had talked. They had talked about Zelda U at all. It yeah. needs to have some sort of online co-op. Oh, definitely. If it doesn't have, if it's if it's all local, then I'm not going to get it because there's I'm not there's not gonna, there's no people around that yeah, I don't will think play this game with get me. It. <laughs> not here, and I already have plenty of games that I can play with people for like short periods of time that I'm going to hang out with them in person, like at conventions. Like I can just play Smash Brothers. Speaking of other games that are coming out, Smash the Brothers Attorney not... game was released in Japan. <laughs> oh, the no new... word on here yet. It was released in Japan. Yep, like a gonna... week ago. You... It sold really well. That's promising but they haven't said they promised that they were localizing it at the same time as they were writing it this time and they have said nothing nothing at anime expo either which is where i usually see something about it but it was all monster hunter this year and i was so disappointed does capcom make ace attorney yeah okay i forget i forget what capcom (gasps) makes because i spend all my time just being mad at them about Mega Man. no yeah that's why phoenix that's, That's why, why he's Phoenix, in Marvel right. vs. Yeah. Capcom. Yep. Oh, I haven't I played those. Say. I haven't played those, so I don't know who's in them. <laughs> he's he's not a Marvel character. Yeah, but I didn't know he was in it. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah. I don't know. I just really hope they announce something about it soon. Or I know a lot of the Western fans are getting discouraged. There was a hashtag going around for a while, like "Bring it West" or something. To everyone was tweeting Capcom, but so this the this is the one that takes place in the past. Yes. Okay. It's, in Meiji era Japan, but a majority of the game takes place in London. With and yes, Sherlock Holmes is in this game. <laughs> Quote unquote Sherlock Holmes. And his freaking nine year old assistant. <laughs> because, you know, the Steam usual. Steam 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 
Watson looks pretty yeah. short in this. I think in my last it's article, more like Professor Layton than Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I feel like in my uh, they are borrowing a lot of things from Professor Layton. I think my last I haven't written an article about it in a long time because I haven't wanted to spoil anything for myself because people have been posting like de- like Famitsu has been getting more detailed and stuff about case material, and I don't want to spoil anything for either anyone else or for myself. And kind of backing off on the news lately. Because I don't want to mess it up. But as of right now, we, we still have nothing. And it worries me. I think in my last article, I predicted October release date at the earliest. And digital only is what I predicted. So we'll have to see if I'm right. Because that's what they did for Dual Destinies. And I'm predicting the same kind of run here. If they do it at all. Which concerns me. I wonder what are the the physical... Not, the, not physical necessarily. But the... The main differences in terms of cost what? of a physical localization and a digital distribution localization, because I mean, you mean you have to make the game localized no matter what. Yeah, you also have to think about like printed materials, advertisements, you know, boxes, uh, manuals. Okay, yeah. And, I mean, in general, games, like, it, it costs money to make a physical release in general. And I guess if they're saying, like, well, it's not going to sell well, they can at least cut out some of the cost of production mm-hmm. by only doing it digitally. Uh, you know, even if the translation doesn't factor as much into that cost. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what they were thinking for Dual Destinies. And I'm certain, almost, that they'll do the same thing with Daigaikut and Saibon. Just because... That's how they're doing it now. I don't think they think there's enough reception over here for it, which could be true. It sells really well in Japan and obviously not as well over here, but I don't know. It's a Capcom decision. The reason why... Well, actually, no. I was going to say Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton localization was well done, but that's not true. (laughs) Not on our end, anyways. It was well done in Europe. They got it pretty quick. (laughs) We had to wait like two years. It was announced to E3 last year. Like, it was the tail end of the Nintendo conference, and I freaked out. I still remember that. But we had, I think Japan got it, like, a full two years before us. And that was on level five, not on Capcom. Correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. does not the Phoenix Wright series, when it was originally localized, they changed it so that it takes place in California or something instead of Japan? And then they had a lot of problems mm-hmm. when the plots started becoming more Japan-centric. <laughs> okay. It's never, ex- I don't think it's ever explicitly stated, but it's supposed to be assumed that it takes place in L.A. Because In the English sense. one. Yes, in the English one. In Japan, it obviously takes place in Japan. But I can't think of any moment in the series where they explicitly say, we're in L.A. right now. <laughs> or anything like that. The only reason I think they put it in L.A., like, because they wanted to localize it, the earthquakes. Which, yes, oh, yeah. makes sense. We do get a lot of earthquakes. But, I mean, I think that's the only reason they did that. I feel like, in terms of... Because the new one's very historical, right? Like, very... Yeah. This is a, t- uh, this is new- a time period. Okay. You can't say, this is, welcome back to ancient California. <laughs> <laughs> 
They had some interesting ancient. They had some interesting uh, customs back in okay. California's. I don't know when Sherlock Holmes is supposed to take place. When I'm does? I'm guessing Sherlock... it's like late 1800s, mid 1800s. There were people in California then. Okay, what I think is that I think they did themselves a favor setting it in a time period that's already happened because that way they won't have to really culturalize it since it's already done technically, I suppose. So. I don't I understand mean, what you're saying. You, it's a time period that, that... Do the other Phoenix rights take place in the future? Yes. Like well, we're getting future? close to it. They take yeah, place it's five in 2016. Minutes. Oh, take, wow. The first one takes place in 2016? Yep. And That's so funny. events have already started happening. <laughs> I tend uh, to try oh, yeah. and tweet about it. That's right, because like, there's stuff that happened in the past in the game, which would be the yeah, now. Yeah, so like, I know, I think it was probably even like a year ago, was um, w- one of the cases in Trials and Tribulations, because it's supposed to take place before the present, present day, in quotes, because present day for Phoenix Wright is... 2016. Yeah. So they go from 26. We talked about this a little bit at Michael's bachelor party <laughs> because we were talking about how the investigations game place in the space of a month, respectively, each. So the games span from 20, 2016 to 2019. And then there's the time jump for Apollo Justice. Which way does time jump? Which way do you think? So, uh, so forward? <laughs> I mean, Apollo it could Justice jump. Is in twenty twenty six. It could jump backwards. I don't know. Maybe there's an old Apollo Justice walking around in the first games, and then you Dear get to see God, his backstory. We do not need that. I believe what if, Justice. What if Apollo Justice himself time jumps back in time? I would murder him. And then there's this old, this old character. That didn't. Is there any old character that you don't know the back story of? And then turns out <laughs> the judge that he was uh, the judge oh, no. was Apollo Justice the whole time. Oh, is isn't there some sort of like fan theory that like Larry Butts went back in time, and he's the judge? I, I I've heard something, but I don't keep up on all the fan theories, so it it probably is out there. Yeah, like I, I, I'm I would pretty... believe that people think that. I forgot. I mean, I don't know what their reasoning was for why he went back in time, but basically they were saying that, like, the judge acts like an old Larry Butts. You know, I could totally actually see that. <laughs> it, it could be it could be real. I thought it was funny. So, yeah, that's I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about regarding Ace Attorney until they announce a release date for us, which would be good. Please do it soon. <laughs> I really need something new to play now that I've finished Xenoblade. And I can't get Xenoblade Chronicles X because I don't have a Wii U. And that new Fire Emblem game isn't coming out till like 2016 anyway. Yeah. So I need something new. We're in the we're in the we're in the games drought right now. Really, it's... I I don't know. Well, Xenoblade Chronicles X is December. Right, but that's what I'm saying. All the games are gonna be start coming out. You know, November. You got your you got your late October and November. Yeah. That's when all the games are gonna come out. Yeah. And so none of the games can come out now because they're all waiting for them to come out. Very true. So we're in a we're in a games drought. The late summer games drought. Ugh, that's terrible. Now I have two droughts going on near me. (laughs) What else do we have to talk about about video games? Or weather? Um Weather video games? 
are there weather video games? I'm sure there are. There probably there has are. to be. There has to be something. Oh, there has to be a weather video game. Come on. Well, I mean, uh, what was it? Weather was simulator. It? I mean, Wind Waker. You yeah, with the that wind. Counts. That counts. You can, in, in Legend of Zelda, you can do lots of stuff with the weather. And they're not weather games necessarily, but you can do stuff with the weather in a lot of them. Like you can make it rain. What Say, is it? Uh, There's Shannon, one game. Shannon Hoover was playing Mountain, I think it was. And isn't that basically just like it is literally a mountain, but you can like make it snow or rain on your mountain, I think? I haven't seen it. I don't. Maybe. Yeah, or like uh, Sim City, where you can like make a tornado. Flash flood. Uh, I I, I played SimCity, so I don't know about that. But a game where weather is like a mechanic, surely that exists. Like I mean, like not I mean Pokemon. You can there's weather in Pokemon that you can do. No, I mean like uh, like a platformer with weather. Hmm. Surely, surely. I mean, like I know uh, in a few levels of Ninja Gaiden. There's, like, a level where you're on a mountain and it's snowing and, like, the wind blows at you and you have to, like, time your jumps with the wind. Otherwise, you're totally going to, like, either overshoot or undershoot. I'm trying to think of, like, again, we're, like, all, with lots of weather, where there's lots of different weather things that you can control to a certain extent. But I can't think of anything. Weather I... the video game. <laughs> Dot com. Dot gov. <laughs> here's okay here's a topic that i think might yield might it might yield some interesting stuff or it won't yield anything and i'll just cut it out of the podcast okay um one of the Bring things that's as more and more people who played you know grew up with video games as we know them now you know aside from not just arcade stuff but like more consoles and stuff yeah as that happens just it's just interesting to see certain newer representations in media like Jetty's written an article about Steven Universe and we're talking about it but um one of the interesting things about it is that Steven has a GameCube like unabashedly <laughs> yeah. he has a GameCube like it's yeah. there by his TV every time they're up there it's yeah. it's the controller is a GameCube con- like it just that's just what yeah. it is and there's there's a picture where it shows two games that people are pretty sure are supposed to be Wind Waker and Animal Crossing, whatever the GameCube <laughs> one is. Yeah. And of course, like when he actually plays a video game, it's not a real one. Yeah. Well, because of copyright, but it's just interesting. I was trying to th- if anyone knew any other like examples of stuff like that, not necessarily in a cartoon, but where there's like a clear allusion to something, just something like that, because. That would, that's just it just seemed interesting. The the only thing I can think of is there was a website I saw a while back that was like people on TV playing games wrong. <laughs> and it was just like a list of examples of like uh you know movies or you know TV shows, sitcoms or whatever where somebody is like playing a video game and you know they have like generic space sounds or whatever going on. Or like they're obviously they're holding the Nintendo sixty four controller by the two sides. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's not how you do um, it. Or like, oh, what was the movie? Um, I know there's a, it... there's a scene in Breaking Bad where someone says it's the most unrealistic thing that they've ever seen. It's a family enjoying playing Sonic Six together. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I don't, I'll. I'll 
keep Matt Jonas happy. It's not necessarily that Sonic 06 is bad, but also, like, they're very clearly playing the single-player version. <laughs> and they're, like, talking to each other like they're in a race or something. Oh, yeah, that was another one. Like, how many times they show people sitting, like, across the room from the TV... It's like, there's no way that the cable reaches that long. Like, they're playing a Super Nintendo game. The cord's, like, five feet. Like, it doesn't... It's not going to reach the 15 feet across the room. The one I remember is, like, I think it was Transformers. And the guy was playing, like, Dance Dance Revolution, like, in his room. Like, he's dancing on the pad. And then, like, he has to leave. And he's like, oh, you know, make sure to save my game. It's like... <laughs> what? Oh. What? What what dance dance revolution can you leave in the middle of, and, and save? Like save your progress and turn it off. Yeah. Like saving your progress in dance dance revolution is pause the game and leave your console on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I was uh, just thinking this isn't very subtle, but I really wanted to watch the episode of Cake Wars where they featured Nintendo because <laughs> they just had that like last week. And so I, I watched, well, I turned it on, and of course it was at the wrong time on the West Coast stream, so I had to wait until midnight to watch it. Oh, wow. And, and it was actually pretty cool, except it was really funny, because they kept making really awkward game references, and I was just, like, cracking up at the awkwardness of just the entire thing. <laughs> but at the end, like, it was really nice, because the winner brought their cake to, like, a party for um, Super Mario Maker, and... They got. They showed them having like a piece of cake with like Miyamoto, and I was like, "Okay, first of all, you do not just show Miyamoto in the last five seconds of the thing about Nintendo <laughs> and expect me to be happy with that." But yeah. I mean, it was it was cool, and I mean, maybe I don't know what people will think who watch Cake Wars for the cake and not for the uh, themes of yeah. the show. What were some of but, the awkward jokes? God, I'm trying to remember. Like the host of Cake Wars is like this really weird guy. And, um, he, at one point he like came, I, and like, there was like a representative from Nintendo there too, to like judge them and talk about like character stuff on the cakes or whatever, like ask, does this cake make you want to play the game or whatever? <laughs> and, um, he comes out the host and he's wearing like a fake mustache and a Mario hat. And he was like, Hey, Hey guys, guess who I am. And this the Nintendo lady just gives him the weirdest look. It's <laughs> like, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. And then, you know, he'll be like, 15 minutes remaining or whatever for their cakes. But their cakes were actually really cool, so that was a win. I was just like, no, it was, oh my god, they kept calling the, uh, well actually, it's technically can be called a piranha flower, but they would not call it a piranha plant. And the girl, like, <laughs> the Nintendo, she was like, one of the, the cake maker was like, oh, I made a piranha flower eating Mario. And the, the Nintendo girl was like, your piranha plant looks very nice. <laughs> and I was like, dang. Like, <laughs> like, yes, that's a very nice piranha plant. Because, I mean, I, you can call it a piranha flower, I guess. But people call it piranha plant. I mean, yeah, everyone really is a fan of that Venus fly flower. <laughs> oh my God. But it was, I mean, it was a good episode. But, I mean, video games are getting represented in media in one way or another like in tv and stuff very very rarely but it does happen they had that it's uh, not super offensive it's okay (laughs) no they had that uh the dancing show where they did the mario theme 
Yeah. I watched that the next day. That was actually really cool. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Well, it also could be because my sisters are dancers and they all watched it. And I was like, this is awesome. And they're like, this is so weird. Like, what's going I'm like, oh, my God. And that's, like, like, the weird thing about, like, being into games with, like, normal people around. Oh, it's so bad. Like, it's awful. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's strange. Because, like, again, like you said, like, it is becoming more of a common thing. But it's still that awkward, like... People are getting excited about it, and you're like, yeah, I knew about that for years. Yeah, Like, remember making fun of me for liking that same thing ten yeah. years ago? I feel like people are going to be like that with Hatful Boyfriend now. <laughs> yeah. Because it's being released on PS4, and there's a uh, new bird, and I don't have a PS4, and I'm really upset oh, about it. Oh, wow. There's a new option! I'm like, oh, I bet he's cute. <laughs> but, God, I miss Hatful Boyfriend. <laughs> My friends hate me <laughs> because I obsess over pigeons now. Who doesn't? I'm literally, they're going to associate me with dating pigeons until the day I die. And I'm weirdly okay with it. It's fine. I can't wait for Holiday Stars coming out in fall 2015. Are you guys excited? I'm excited. It's the sequel. There's more <laughs> pigeon dating. <laughs> Just what the world needs. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, duh. I'm excited. What other topics do we have? Well, you brought up Mario Maker, and one That's of the thing, one of the things about Mario Maker that sort of come up since I think it's come up since the last podcast, but I don't think at least no matter what, I'm pretty sure I didn't mention it. But okay. there, like people were going around and it's like, guys. Mario Maker has this feature where you have to beat the level before you post it. Isn't that that's genius? I can't. That's such a good idea. I'm like, have you ever used a level editor where you could post your completed levels somewhere? Well, I've never used a level editor in general, so like, that's just a thing that level editors do. You always well, like, have to do that. Like, I well, get. I mean, you want to test your level and be sure that it's beatable right. before you post it. Yeah, <laughs> so, to be like, fair. But every level editor, like, even, like, the the cruddy Flash, like, like I remember that there used to be this Ben 10 le- Flash level <laughs> editor <laughs> on the Cartoon Network website that yeah. you could go to. And even it was, like, you have to beat the level before you can post your... before you can post it and have other people play it. Yeah. And it's just... It's just that's just what you do. Like, yeah, I feel like with everyone else, everyone else is gonna be making like super hard monster levels that are like difficult and like really fun to play. And then I'm gonna be the one that if I get it, I'm just gonna make like a level with like one Goomba and then the flight falls. <laughs> and be like, yeah, you did it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and if if you kill the Goomba, you get like a million points. I don't think you get to control that part. Then I'll put like a bunch of Goombas. Like in a line, so it's like impossible <laughs> to not jump on them and give them a lot of points and then side pull. I wonder if you if it lets you make auto scrollers. Oh, that would be awesome. It would be kind of hard to do though. It would be really, of, really difficult. Yes. I guess you could. I guess you could define the path that it takes. Like, like in terms to, of in terms to, of blocks, like you can choose like it goes from here to here, then it goes from here to here. Oh, yeah, that's not. It goes from here to here. Yeah, like it wouldn't like <laughs> you just draw <laughs> where it goes. Draw a, draw a squiggle. Be like the camera follows this path. Yeah, and put it in, like, I would do that and put it entirely the wrong sections of the map. 
So you have to look ahead and then you have to remember it. See, sometimes I'm like really nice and sometimes I'm like really evil. I don't know what happens. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if they just had like every half screen width, you could like set a waypoint and be like, it's going to be here. It's going to be here. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess I'll have to wait and see. When does that come out again? I don't remember. September 11th. Oh, that's coming up. 2015. Yeah, that's coming up. I'm not going to have a Wii U before then. I don't know. It's I don't know. WW. I'm on Wikipedia and it's like got JP for Japan and then worldwide. I guess worldwide. Yeah, worldwide yeah. probably. I've never seen it look like that though. I, I've seen that before. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's the only thing I would I could assume that it would be. It so. was just like, what country is WW? Wario World. <laughs> Wario World. I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like it'll do really well. <laughs> Mario Maker's. Pro- I I think Mario Maker's gonna do really well. Which is good. Because I think Nintendo needs that after E3 and everything else. They need a, a good game. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Oh, wait, when does it come out? September 11th. So we said, oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. The, I should. Yeah. Um, but no. Okay. Because um, what I was gonna say is I need to write a fabricated news about. Nintendo <laughs> allowing map makers to sell their maps on the Nintendo eShop, uh, but they keep thirty percent of the profits and whatever. Oh. Whatever. Oh, no, they have to keep. They have to keep. No, that Jetty, that's more generous than what they do now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's well, that's way better than what they give you. No, no, no. I'm I'm just talking about the um the Steam mod selling fiasco. Oh, I thought you were talking oh. about the creator program from Nintendo. <laughs> that was what I assumed you were talking yeah. about. Then, which know. might actually be funnier because it actually uses Nintendo's just, content. <laughs> just just do both. Just make fun of both. Yeah, everything. Have uh, you we know, talked okay. about that on the podcast, the creator, uh, creator program? I don't think so. I don't think we actually have. Because, I mean, basic summary, Nintendo will tr- pretend to be a MCM, multi-channel network. MCM, uh. excuse me. Multi-channel, multi-channel network. Yes. And we'll... Wait, MCM is Man Crush Monday show. <laughs> no, it's a multi-channel network. <laughs> but, so they'll, they'll let you... The Man Crush Monday. The, uh, the... <laughs> they'll, you can post any video about Nintendo stuff that you won't get any copyright strikes like they've been doing on certain games. But they take like sixty percent of your profits. Well, I thought it was seventy, wow. but I might sixty. Be wrong. It's it's seventy if you do it on an individual basis, and it's sixty if you set your whole channel up like that. Oh, but yeah, but then there's <laughs> I think, or something like that. Because in the um the contract, if you read it, and it's like you basic not basically, but it's kind of like giving Nintendo control over your whole your whole channel mm-hmm. because if you post something they don't like. They can get you in serious trouble for it, and mm-hmm. it's there's no like guideline or anything to tell you what they don't like. It's, it's just it's, if they yeah, don't it's, like it's, it's it's like the guideline says if there if you have content on your channel that Nintendo finds objectionable, then they'll come get you. It's like, <laughs> okay, so I that's was like, not vague at all. A good thing I don't do Nintendo videos, and B. Good thing I don't have any way to record Nintendo videos. <laughs> and see, good thing I don't monetize my videos. <laughs> so I'm not worried. But I heard, okay, you're going to have to remind me. Uh, when this, At least when this first came out, I don't know if this uh, still applies. Is there like a list of games that this actually applies to? 
because I tried to look one up. There was. But yeah, I tried to look but, it up too. But, Maybe okay, we were talking thing. about this. Here's yeah, I remember. I remember looking this up, and what I ended up finding is there's a list of games. Because one of the things for the if you want to dedicate your whole channel to this Nintendo thing, which you shouldn't do, no, stupid. Everyone out there who's gonna don't do this. But you, like, it's so, worth it not to monetize those videos if you really want to do Nintendo videos. You have to. You can only release certain videos on certain video games on the channel. And okay, so that's what I was thinking. Of. There's a list that says which video games you're allowed to talk about now. What video games Nintendo will content claim seems to be on sort of a case-by-case basis. Yeah, that's what I've heard. in hitting Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga really hard. Have they been hitting that? Yeah. Oh, uh, that sucks. Luka I know Lucajin and Chugga Conroy, they're LPing. Both of them are LPing that right now. Yeah, I remember Lucajin was at least. I haven't heard anything. He might have. Oh, I need to catch up on that, speaking <laughs> I remember that she was having, at the beginning, she was having a lot of trouble getting it. I think it's just, I mean... It, a lot, it's cutscenes, mostly. Um, introdu- yeah, that's what I figured. Scenes. Parts where the, there's, it happens the same way every time. And I think that's just because that's the only way Nintendo can get it to match up with the regular YouTube content ID system. Because with yeah. that, how it, that YouTube content ID system is set up for, like, TV shows and movies... And so what it does is if you have in your video, if there's a section that's of a certain length that has that matches up exactly with the certain submitted clip on file, then it contents claims it. So I think Nintendo can only really do it with stuff that is long in long term identical to something that they produce. Yeah, and, I agree with that. So like cutscenes where you don't advance the text at your own rate. Stuff like that is the stuff that they can claim. I don't know. I just feel like I remember it being so controversial when it came out. Now I feel like it's kind of died down, but I don't know how many people have actually like agreed to those terms, if any at all. I mean, I'm sure some people yeah, have, there's did it. one or two but... who think they're market geniuses by taking advantage of that no I... one else is jumping on. Nope. Two types of people in the world. People who feel more comfortable when pursuing something when people agree with them, and people who feel more comfortable in pursuing something when people disagree with them. To be honest, right now, I'm just thinking about this. I kind of feel bad that we're like low-key bashing Nintendo so much after uh, <laughs> after Iwata's passing. Like, not, well, we're, ba- we're not bashing game development. Oh, no, 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 no. Super cool. Just- it's... As a whole. <laughs> this, is, this is marketing stuff, which is like, you know, it's marketers. It's all marketers who say, oh, this yeah. is going to be a good idea. And, like, there's just not enough, you know, marketers can kind of just say that, and there's not really enough. It hasn't been done. All this stuff hasn't been done for long enough that there's, it's sort of a, that doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about the subject matter to dispute it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if someone said, there are only three types of pigeons in the world, I would say. That doesn't no. sound right, but I don't know enough about pigeons to dispute your claim. Um, I'm sorry, you're talking to the pigeon expert here. There are more than three types of pigeons. See, but you're not, okay. And I've dated them all. Maybe not them all, but a majority. Maybe that was a poor example, but... It really was. Point stands. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I understand your point. Is this a pigeon? <laughs> it's a pigeon. 
It's a pet. It's a pigeon. It's a pet. Oh my god. I has everyone seen those pictures of those Ryota body pillows that are going around? No, and I don't want one. I want I, one. No, please. <laughs> please no. Please. I want one. Oh. So. So so here's the thing that I was looking up because we were talking about like uh, developers and how much they get paid and blah blah blah. Um, mm-hmm. So Desera went out of business, like they or they went bankrupt recently, oh. right? Like, do you remember uh, seeing that posted on GameColo.net, Gaming Outside the Mainstream, mm-hmm. actual internet website? I'll say yes. I did see I the. Work I did there. See it. Yeah, like I, I posted about it. It was like a couple of months ago. Um, but the thing is, is that like it's been a couple of months. There has mm-hmm. been zero news about it. Like everyone the day of was all over it. Like every single website on earth posted about it within about a week and then just like dropped completely off the face of the earth. I have not heard a thing about it since. I even tried looking up about it to see like, has anything new happened? And the original like, there's just a website bankruptcies. And Interesting. they had like a listing for them which had no information other than that it had been filed. You know, it's just like public records. But now the records have been removed. Like it just forwards you back to the front page if you click on the link. So I'm kind of curious, like, did they recover? Or did something Maybe. happen? Like, did they legally have the file removed? Or did they recover from it? Like, I'm just curious what the actual state is, because, I don't know, I haven't heard anything. So can you re-give us summary on like what happened with that because i remember reading the article but i don't i just remember that like i don't remember the details about what happened so like a year ago actually not even i think it's been like six months that desra got bought out by another company like they had been owned by linden labs which was the people who made second life and like some other stuff and they got bought out by uh or rather desra itself the subsidiary of Linden Labs got sold to Bad Juju Games, which I can't remember what they're famous for, but they've... That sounds done... promising. Yeah, like, they, they... I mean, they had done some stuff that did well. And, like, it seemed really promising. Like, they were all for, like, modernizing the system and making things better, making it easier to submit games and publish games. Like, everything sounded really great. Um, they had, like, new, like you know, media campaigns and blah, blah, blah. Like, a lot of stuff was going really well. And then suddenly they're just like, sorry, developers, we can't pay you this month. But everything's fine. Nothing's going wrong. It's just a hiccup, LOL. Nothing's going wrong. Everything is fine. We're bankrupt. Okay. I remember remember that last part. Yeah, like, basically they were just like, hey, everything's fine. Nothing is wrong. And then... Like, even the the head of developer relations or whatever didn't know that they went bankrupt until after the fact. <laughs> so, like, Aww. that's, like, terrifying. So, like, I don't know. It was just, like, they really were doing fine and there was a hiccup and so now they're back on track. Um, or if, I don't know, things have, I haven't heard. Any, like, nobody's said anything. I don't see any news about it. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Is, is there something new that sort of replaced it yet, or? Um, I mean, like, there's always been Ichio. 
Right. But like, I mean, I don't think you're going to see anything like pop out suddenly. Just like it's going to go, like it's going to go the high-end games that were on Desera. Most of them are already on Steam anyway. So like it's just going to go to Steam. Um, and the other end of the spectrum, the bad games that weren't able to get on Steam would just go to Itch.io. <laughs> so it would, I don't know. Like there are some other things in between, but currently Desra like Desra kind of had that nice in between like a step down from Steam but a step up from Ichio and now it's gone as far as I can tell you know what I should do what? I should do a short series of articles about the Homestar Runner flash site games yeah cuz there's like I mean there's a whole I mean it's Toons games characters <laughs> it's true mm. I forgot about the games. It's, yeah, hold on, it's... Download. Tunes, games, characters, download, store, email. I mean, there's a bunch. Yeah, I feel like that would be, that's that's sufficiently outside the mainstream. Yeah, like, especially if it's, like, all of their old, like, 2002 games that they never updated. Yeah, you got Trogdor, you've got Pop Tire. Wow, yeah, I forgot about all their games, actually. Dungeon Man. Yeah. Awesome cross. Although I think, I feel like we have a review of Peasant Quest. I think, yeah. No, I guess we don't have... We don't? I, we have to have a Peasant Quest. Um, Strong Bad. I think we had a review of Strong Bad's cool, cool game, game for, for attractive people. people. Yeah. I think you're just thinking of all of the, like, actual King's Quest games. Maybe. Maybe there were references to Peasant Quest. Yeah. Because there's too much... What it is, there's too much for, like, a Flash Flood article. Otherwise, I just let Nathaniel have that and maybe suggest it to him if he planned on doing anything with that. But there's just too many. And some of them are too long. Like, Peasant Quest is, like, a decently length... Decently length game. And so is Stinko Man. Stinko Man is basically (laughs) just Mega Man. And then... Why is there only Dungeon Man 3? Where are the other ones? Oh, there's Dungeon Man. There's Dungeon Man 3. Where's just... Where's Dungeon Man 2? I can't find Dungeon Man 2. I'll have to look it up. I believe in you. But yeah, there's 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 certain games. Like, I think all of this top row could probably be one one article. All of the old stuff. Well, I don't even I don't even know what's in old games. I, th- I don't know if even these really deserve an article, because it's just like... Yeah, this is... I mean, this is just like, click a button and a thing happens. There's not even a goal. Secret collect. But that seems like something that's... Doable no, might be... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be fun. Like, I used to be a fan of Homestar Runner, like, back in, like, 2004. You're not anymore? Like, I know that, that they've come back. back. They, they're they not really back. They've put in, like, one or two new things, but... And every once in a while, Strong Bad tweets. <laughs> it's just so hilarious. Like, I remember when... Because right now, the Homestar Runner website is taking up, like, a quarter... Like, not even a quarter. It's, like, a tenth of my screen. Like, it's the tiniest little thing. And I just remember back in the day at, like you know, 1024 by 768, that was a pretty decent, you know, amount of your screen there. Like, especially if you're looking in Internet Explorer with all those toolbars and stuff, it's just silly to look at now. They, okay, there was a, there was a new strong bad email. Last updated 41815. The last, so like the last big tune was 2009. The last short was 2009. The last holiday was 2015. Last puppet stuff was 2008. Last powered by the cheat was 2014. Oh, fisheye lens, yeah. 
<laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, email just takes you to the Strong Bad emails. There's a very specific time period in which I was a huge fan of Strong Bad, and it was an interesting time in my life. So, like, <laughs> like, and that's the thing is that, like, it came and went during that time period, basically. Like, mm-hmm. the 2004-ish, I think, was the, the time. And then, like, it got super popular for a while and then just sort of, like, slowly disappeared and then completely disappeared. And so, like, it coming back to a certain extent, a greater or lesser extent, is kind of silly. I mean, it's if, if they kept up with it, maybe it would have been better. But, yeah, since they haven't really kept up with it it's still kind of hard to maintain interest but i mean like they whenever they do something it's like so every once in a while i go back and like watch some of the strong bed emails and a lot of the stuff that they talk about is still kind of (laughs) relevant like they only addressed topics that were old enough to sort of have solidified their place in history yeah so like you know like with the fisheye lens like that's not a new thing yeah like so, all of their game references are old. Mm-hmm. Uses an but old like the computer. the episode on fan fiction is still pretty spot on. <laughs> the one about internet, the one about web comics is still pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a Penny Arcade reference in that one. Yeah, I think so. And then um, Sprite Comics was one of the things. Gosh, you remember Sprite Comics? I definitely do. I remember uh, Sprite Monkey. On GameCola.net, he had a webcomic, a sprite comic. It was a secret amount of theater. Hmm, I wonder what inspired him to make it. I wonder what he's up to these days. Like, I think I asked Paul that and he told me, but now I can't remember. I remember the one of the first, like, long-form sp- sprite comics I read. It was kind of just interesting. I was like, wow, this is, like, a thing. Like, what is happening? This is weird. And then it was a Kirby sprite comic. <laughs> and- and then what I and then later I like learned about Bob and George, yeah, which is the like the first like long form sprite comic. But I had read this other one first, and what I learned was that this the one that I had read had pretty much just copied everything from Bob. <laughs> like I don't even remember what it was about in detail because all I can remember right now is like. Yeah, it was basically this about Bob, the same thing about Bob and George, and this, like, it had the time travel, it had the the vil, the yearly villain attack, like, it had the dumb character. There's always a, there's always a dumb character, and there's always an author. Those are always, those are constants. Uh, there were so many bad Sprite comics. I, I, I've, I'm... Going, I'm trying to find them just so that I can be amazed at them because it's just such an interesting thing that this happened. There's one I'm reading right now. It's terrible. They're all terrible. But there's one I'm reading right now, and there are two author characters. (laughs) And they speak in this text that's like, they don't get, all the other characters have speech bubbles, but the authors don't have speech bubbles. And their text is like, written in black, and then a space down, same text written in gray. And it's impossible to read sometimes. Uh, and it's for both of them, too. And they, they just have different fonts. But they've also, like, they'll put it on this complicated background, and it's just like, I can't read this. And, and then there was another one where it was like, they had they just had, like, 20 characters right at the very beginning. And they were, like, made up, like, they weren't 
This was a Kirby. The, the one I, the first one I was talking about just now was a Sonic one. This one was another Kirby one, and it was just a ton of characters. Like ori- like I, I hesitate to say original characters. <laughs> but I mean that in the sense that it's not just like, oh, it's Kirby, Man, and I, King, DDD, you know, Waddle Dee, da 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 da. It was like just these diff- all these characters, and they were like the sprites of things like enemies and Kirby, so, but there were like 20 of them, like from the very beginning, and they all had these just, they just had, you know, names. They just had Shizuza and. <laughs> Hoboken and Sakura. There was the pink just, one that was called Sakura, and yeah. isn't that? Don't you know you're Japan? You're just supposed to remember everybody's name. Yeah, that. And it's like you know, it's like the one, the the, the black one is called like Shadonacy or something like that, or Shigaya or something. It's like yes, yeah, Shadow. Yes, I get it. <laughs> and there's like you know, one of them's called Zeus. It's like, why is that one called Zeus? And it's like, because his name is Zeus. This it's is just, comedy. It's just so weird that this... Because what Sprite Comics do is they let people whose main reason that they don't make a comic is that they can't... They don't put enough effort in to draw it. Yeah. Because if you're going to put the effort into drawing something, you kind of have to put effort into writing it because you have to think about what you're writing to a certain extent, at yeah. least. Like, you have to have the idea and think about what your characters are going to say while you're writing it. But with a sprite comic, you can just have them say anything. Yeah. And you don't have to think about it. So all these people who don't even put thought into, I can't do. Like, either this isn't funny or, like, I actually can't make a story. Yeah. I'm going to stop because I don't have the skills to do it yet in my life. I need to go and acquire those skills and then come back to this. Yeah. But, it can just go directly from their head to the page. And by the time they do it on a daily basis, <laughs> with no planning ahead, it's just interesting to see how it unfolds. Because these things will still go on for, like, years. Yeah. Years. Years. Someone's, like, continually doing this, and, like, I'm satisfied with my work. Yeah, like, enough to continue with it. It's like, goodness gracious. It's just amazing to me. I don't know, like, I've just been thinking about, like, Flash animations. Like, they don't really exist anymore. Like, do people still make spray comics? I don't think they do. Yeah, because, like, Not there's just... Really. Like, I mean, I, I looked it up. I actually did look it up. It's like, are, like, to see, like, are there any, like, actual super popular ones that I don't know about? And everything, like, there be lots of, you know, blogs and art stuff that say Sprite Comics. Sprite Comics are dead now, but let's look back at the Sprite Comics that were. And all the comments are like, Sprite Comics aren't dead. Here's my Sprite Comic that I'm making right now. So Sprite Comics aren't dead. It's like, yeah. no, I mean, hmm. good Sprite Comics dead. Because <laughs> like what the po- the popular ones that I can remember are Bob and George, which ended in 2007, I think. I think it was 2001 to 2007, and 8-Bit Theater. Yeah. Which I think ended in 2010. Sounds about right. And I don't think that there have. I think those are the those are the only two that I see consistently referenced. I don't really remember too much. Like you, you weren't a follower of like, the Sprite Comics, Jetty. Okay, the thing is, is I remember seeing them, and I remember pretty much universally hating them. <laughs> I think most, well, okay, I think most of it was that my friends at the time, I had, like, 
two or three friends who were just like complete doofuses and they were like, oh man, I love Sonic so much. They're coming out with this new game and and I'm just like, okay, that's great. Please, like, I don't really care about Sonic. I'm sorry. And then they'd like do the same thing with like, oh man, there's this Mega Man Sprite comic. It's so great. It's hilarious. Oh, you gotta You gotta see this. Like, that's really not that funny, guys. Like, please. So like, maybe things were just sort of ruined for me by having, like, doofuses for friends. Could be. Like, some things are, like, not as funny when they're hyped up as something that's really funny. Yeah, and I think, Definitely. like, if I, had, if I had found it naturally, I might have liked it better. I might care more about Sonic than I do if it wasn't for them. I'm sorry, Nick and Adrian, if you are listening to this. Oh. Oh, no, now they're gonna get... <laughs> they're gonna get a DDoS attack on them. Because people are gonna know, <laughs> people are gonna know that uh, you're gonna get swatted. Yep, they're gonna find out from their first names only by going back and looking at my high school. Well, now uh, they know they went to your high school, so good job. <laughs> they didn't know that before. <laughs> you're just making it worse, dude. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> if anyone gets stalked online because of this, I apologize. Oh, I'm sure that all of the okay, Game then. Cola fans are going to go out and send hate mails to Twitter accounts that they think are the... Could be Jenny's friends. <laughs> from high school. So, I'm going to go play actual video games now. Thank you for listening to this installment <laughs> of the Game Cola podcast. If you like what you heard, um, if you're watching on the YouTube channel or listening on your phone, you can check us out on the on our actual internet website. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned it, Jetty. Have we it, mentioned what our actual well, internet website is? I don't think we have. It's acefangirl.com. <laughs> Gamecola.com. Feel the taste of fresh games. <laughs> so don't go to Gamecola.com. <laughs> Gamecola.net. Gamecola.net. Gaming outside the mainstream. The letter G, the letter A, the letter M, the letter E, the letter C. No. Don't, uh, disclaimer, <laughs> don't actually go to acefangirl.com. I don't own it and don't know what you'll find there. If you're listening to us on the website, on our actual internet website, you can check us out on YouTube. We are, our user is gc.net, the letter G, the letter C, the word dot, the word net. You can also check us out on iTunes. You can, you can also go, and if you like the podcast, you can rate us highly on iTunes. And if you don't like the podcast, we're not on our channel. We have a Facebook, Search Game Cola. We have a Twitter, Search Game Cola. Tumblr exists. Technically. I mean, you can look at it. If you want to see what was going on with Game Cola like last year, it's the perfect place. <laughs> and if you have any emails that you want to send us, uh, send it to podcast at gamecola.net. We'll, if we have time, we'll read them on the podcast. We couldn't get to it today, but viewer who wrote in to us, we read that he wanted to try to get Michael Gray to answer this question, so we'll save it for a podcast that he is on. If you want to talk about Hudsful Boyfriend or Ace Attorney, I'm your girl. <laughs> Send me questions since I haven't been on a podcast in forever. All right. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Yep. It's been As a good always. time. Thanks for coming out tonight. Yeah, it was fun. It was All good. Right. Yeah. Good job, man. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
it's the end of our show. And so we all know that it's time to go away. I don't know what I'm gonna sing. I don't know what this song will bring, but that's okay. Masterful performance. That was beautiful. That's F.